You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. This is episode 62, and I'm joined by my good friends, Sean, Ray, and Chris. How are y'all doing? Peachy. Excellent. <laughs> Short and sweet. Um, if you're listening to this show, you probably listen to the rest of our shows. Uh, I know things kind of got bunched up about a month ago. Like we literally released like everything all at once on one weekend or pretty close to it. Um, it's that time of year, uh, school starting back up. Uh, those of us who work in school districts, it's that crazy time of year. Those of us who have kids, it's a crazy time of year. It's just, it's just kind of wacky. So we're going to try to stick to uh, the schedule, but, uh, if things get, you know, a little wonky, you know, we will put out more content. It's just a question of when. So, uh, anyway, so this month's book, uh, I believe is your pick, Sean. Yep. Uh, yes, it's, uh, and it was these, it's the second one in a series of books that we've been reading. Uh, this one is, uh, Full Share, nope. um, by Nathan Lowell. We no, read, half share. Half I'm sorry, Half Share, Half Share, my apologies. <laughs> this one's Half Share, uh, jumping ahead there. Start all over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, we read Quarter Share a few months ago, and so we're kind of continuing on with that. Um, I'd ask you why you picked this book, but we already know why you picked this book. <laughs> I love this series. Yeah, it's it, it is a, it's good a great series. series. Unfortunately, listening to this one for like the billionth time, and actually like really trying to pick it apart because I knew we were going to do the show. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I realized that it's probably one of the weakest in the series, <laughs> but uh, it, it gets a little fluffy for ninety eight percent of it. <laughs> Okay, I can see that. Um, so initial thoughts, Chris? Um, I have discovered I have a two-read max capacity for books. Like I can only reread it once, and then I start not liking it. That's what happened with Quarter Share. I'm like, Ugh. I get it. It's nice. Can we just, like, I can't anymore. It's annoying. So um, I think I, I didn't reread this one because I knew I would come in with a grumpy attitude about it even though okay. it's really quick but you remember it right you start explaining it and then i'll remember it <laughs> it's the, i mean so before the show I, I mentioned i was like i was writing down like scenes we pretty much have been introduced to most all of the characters even in the first one so we're just kind of going through scenes at this point and as we mentioned the scene i'm sure she'll be like oh yeah oh yeah yeah scene. oh absolutely i will yes yeah. but i rem- but i was talking to ray about that i liked ishmael's story up until he went to the um the academy mm-hmm. and then after that i was like meh i could have just been like that's wonderful for him and then forget the rest <laughs> gotcha uh ray um yeah this one was there there are no i didn't really listen to it but i've listened to it like four or five different times uh-huh. so this one for me was um i liked some of you know i like the world that they've built and uh-huh. i like the that kind of thing for for this one uh, overall it was I liked uh, different little scenes, but overall it was like, uh, it, like you said, it's fluff. It's uh, it's uh, okay. We're just going to continue the story after we get through this part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Um, this book is the first three books in this series are definitely heavily connected, which is why um, 
little foreshadowing here. Our next book is Full Share, the one that comes after this one. Um, it was, it's almost impossible to read these three, like, not reading one after another. So, uh, it made sense that, that Ray picked, uh, Full Share as the next book. Um, I'm still enjoying the book. I have re-listened to it multiple times like y'all. Um, I had to listen to it again pretty quickly within over a day or so. Um, and it's still one of those that I can put in on the background and while I'm doing other work and then kind of zone in and out and be like, Oh yeah, I remember the scene. I like this scene. And you know, but I don't have to, I don't have to focus on it. I think maybe kind of interesting. I'm almost wondering if, if I had focused on it, like you said, you did Sean to kind of more so pick it apart, if it would not hold up as well, I, I still greatly enjoy it. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the weakest by any means of the series, but that's neither here nor there. So anyway, um, but we all still look at it pretty favorably. So overall, um, so the book does pick up right after the first book. Um, uh, 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 Pip and uh, and uh, Ishmael are on uh, the ship and get called to the captain's quarters uh, and quite a few, pretty much the entire Head crew are there and they're, uh, one of their team members, uh, who was running the, uh, the, uh, shop, uh, got into a fight and they're like, well, we're about to get our hats to change, you know, handed to us about this. And they come in and basically they are like, oh yeah, we don't, we don't care about that. Like he was kind of a jackass, you know, he did it to himself. Don't worry about that. Uh, we want to move you over into an environmental to basically take his place and we want to move Pip or we want to keep Pip where he's at, but give him a raise because he's doing so well with, Stuff that he's doing, you know, uh, you know, making money for the ship. Um, and then at that, it is, it is pretty much, um, I don't remember if there's any, there's one new character who is, who is pretty big, um, who's introduced, but for the most part, it's the same characters that we've previously been introduced to. Uh, we just get to know some of them a little bit better. And then it's just vignettes that kind of happen throughout the rest of the book. Uh, the one major character that we get is with, um, with Ishmael moving over to the environmental section, that leaves a opening in um, in the kitchen, and they bring on a new character. Um, her name is uh, Sarah Krug. Sarah Krug. Um, Sarah is very uh, docile, very uh, skittish, and oh. looks like she has not been taken care of very well. We find out later in the book. Uh, and I will say, I, I am glad the way that they tell her story, it, it had to come about where she had to get comfortable with some of the other people. Uh, but a lot of people were like taking notes. So like, if you notice how thin she is, she doesn't look like, you know, uh, he even says like her hair is kind of covering part of her face, at least the first day. And, and it's very clearly hiding some bruises. And, and she ends up telling the story how, uh, her husband beat her to the point that it broke ribs and he was a fisherman on the planet and he went out to go fishing and she's like, you know what? I'm done with this. So she ends up signing up uh, on board a ship. She's never been on a ship before and didn't really know what to expect. And very quickly uh, comes to trust Lois as the term. Were we using trust Lois in the first book? I don't remember. Um, that really started in the second book. I want to yeah. say it kind of, yeah, because I think that's when they start, because they start bringing it up and they're like, you realize you talk about this yeah. ship like it's a person, like, you know, you're I not think really it comes crazy. up near the end of the first book, um, but okay. yeah, it, it solidifies in this one and it, yeah. they think and he's I, a little crazy. And I will say, I do like the fact that that carries forward, including 
his later adventures on different boats, he starts mentioning trust the name of the boat. And they're just like, are you all there? Like, <laughs> so, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, so I'll just kind of turn it over. Are there any particular scenes? Like I said, it's kind of, this is going to be kind of a light review because like, like we said, this book really does just kind of flow from the first book to the third. Um, not saying there, you can skip it by any means, but no, it actually does introduce several other important characters when he goes to the bar. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. He does. Yeah, which you're right. Later on, play a huge like for yeah. him getting into the academy, and much later on, you see him like 35, 40 years later, kind of thing. And right, character. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, but the bar scene. Al was, Al's uh, the one that. Al is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in the bar. So this is this is pretty much the first time that uh, Wong's gotten out of the ship. This oh, is yeah. the first time he's hit the bar. So he's not used to a spacer bar kind of thing. And he basically decides that there's two fascinating women in there. And the one he he goes after on the dance floor, that's Alvarez. It is Alvarez, right? It is Alvarez, yes, sir. Yeah, and gets her. And then everyone's like, well, who's the other one? And it it was Al, who this huge, leather-clad, pierced woman that I, well, I, 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 yep. so, I want to picture her in so many different ways and all that. But, yeah, she, like, offered to take out some of the more the sharp. sharp yeah. yeah, the sharper bits of piercings if uh, he came home with her kind of thing. So my, my favorite line from from Al is uh, is you know uh, if you're doing what you're thinking, right? I think you're doing. You're you know more man uh, more of a man than the half or than the men in this and half the women. Like who is yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let let me let me bring that up real quick. So I did specifically mention in the first book. The first book is very. I don't want to say vanilla. That's a horrible word to use for the book. The book, the book is pretty clean, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty above board, pretty fair going. Yeah. This yeah. book, on the other hand, we start getting into a lot more, not just sexual innuendo, but like just flat out, this is kind of what's happening. In fact, yeah. it was kind of almost a central theme. Um, he actually is heavily attracted to three of the women on the ship, but because of the way that the Lois McKendrick works, the way that this ship works is the term you don't screw with crew. And it actually heavily influences the rest of his life. The rest of the books yeah. are heavily influenced by this because there are other opportunities that come up that he finds someone that he thinks he could be romantically connected to, but he just cannot bring himself to do anything about it because you don't quote unquote screw with crew. Um, uh, which is actually what led to that scene. But uh, so just a heads up, if you read the first book, have not read the second one yet, uh, just be prepared. It does take a, a dive. It's it's not super graphic by any means or anything like that, but it's just it's uncomfortable if there's a kid in the car. Oh, no, if there's a kid in the car, it could definitely be. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, pause or skip ahead or. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm in the car listening. It's like. We've already heard uh, this one, so I don't need to hear it. Yeah, I don't need to hear it. <laughs> the, the one guy that they're like, yeah, he may not be that tall, but he makes it up for it other ways. And he's like, I almost spit out my drink. And he's like, yeah, and he can lick his I, own eyebrows. And then he's like, I did spit out my drink. <laughs> <laughs> was that this book? I, or I thought, yeah, no, that was that in this was book. This one. Yeah. When they're in the bar. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So near, the it was line. near the end of the yeah the second That's time right. I go to the bar. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because he has the confrontation. So okay. So since you brought that up, I'll bring up a scene. Um, and it's kind of like a, a um. No, I don't want to bring that up yet because it actually. I will go ahead and bring it up. So there's a thing that happens. We'll talk about that in a second. It's kind of like the pivotal point in the book. But yes, after the bar, uh, he was supposed to be set up with uh, the plumber, plumber. uh, (laughs) a woman that was has been known to like basically like she's just in it for the pipes. (laughs) Yeah, clean the pipes. Yeah. Uh, And he passed on her and went with Alvarez, which impressed a lot of people. Anyway, uh, he goes back and he's telling uh, Brill and uh, Bev and uh, who's the third Diane. He's like, listen, I, I went for her because, you know, she's in y'all's league. And if all three of them are like, what do you mean in my league? Like, I'm nowhere near these other women. And they're like, you have you lost your mind? I, I kind of I like that scene of him trying to come clean and come to this understanding that, yeah, this is just how things are like, you know, but we also have to admit that I am I'm attracted to you and like you're attracted to me, but we can't do anything about it and we're going to be OK with it. And we're just going to be. This is just how our life is. Um, but I did like those conversations uh, of um, – <laughs> it reminds me of a conversation with a girl I had way after high school. Um, we were sitting there talking. She was actually my first crush. And I just mentioned – I was like, yeah, you were always part of the cool kids. And she's like, I was what? I'm like, you were part of the cool kids. You hung out with the cool – like everyone thought – and she's like, I was not one of the cool – I was like, yeah, you were. Like did- – <laughs> How did you not know this? And she goes, I hadn't like she had no clue. Had I not had that conversation with her, I would have been like, I don't know about this. But seeing it in the real world, I could definitely see how someone could be walking around and be like, I am nowhere near in this person's league. And be like, no, you you're you're pretty hot, not because you necessarily like fit a certain, you know, a certain demographic. You're hot because of maybe other reasons, like you're like super smart and really outgoing or, you know, whatever it might be. So uh, I, I did enjoy those con- those three conversations he had with the three ladies about kind of how things are and were and how they have to be. Yeah. And having to remember also his age and their age, right? They're yeah. early 20s. Yes. I think, what, 18, 19, no, not, 19. not even. So, yeah, not even 19 yet. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's remembering. Wow. It's like at those ages – and now that you say that makes that makes him even more super mature than he actually is because I well, can't imagine having that conversation as a nineteen so, year old. And that you enjoyed those conversations where I found those conversations just so unbelievable because of his age. I'm like, no, like I know he's they they played him up to be a lot more mature and a little bit odd in the mm-hmm. first book and like well through the whole series and all that. But those conversations that he was having for that age, to me, was total bullshit. It was, it was the author who was much, much older speaking through that character, forgetting how old that character was. And, and I will like, say, I will say, yeah, I probably was aging him up in my brain too, and not even realizing it. So. Yeah, and. And it wasn't until like listening to this 10th time and like really thinking about it that I realized that I'm like, this book sucks because that pivotal moment where he's in the change room and dressing for them to get them and new clothes. Oh my God. Like half an hour of 
listening about trying on new clothes and I thought the, the his what's what's the guy that's like dressing him? What's what's that called? I want to say clothesier, but oh no, not a, it's, he's more than a tailor. Ta- well, okay, the tailor. I thought yeah. the tailor was gonna jump him. Yeah. It was like this. Oh my god! But basically, that whole conversation he's having with Bev, Diane, and Brill, mm-hmm. and the whole clothes. That's the whole thing of this book. I thought the Sarah Krug was a much more mature storyline that yes. I wish it, they fleshed it really good. But then I think he's like, well, I need to add something else. Oh, well, let me just age him 30 years and <laughs> do this. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't like this. It was dumb. Yeah, no, I didn't. I this the first time around was great. It's like, oh, he's really cute. Yeah. Look at him. And then you listen to it again. You're like, no, <laughs> not happen. There would yeah. be intense eye rolling and that kid would be flop sweating if he met all these three women who are all in their mid to late 20s. And it just wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Like he'd be stopping the lift and not even get on. Like, oh, so, yeah, I didn't like that part either. I was there was a lot of heavy eye rolling on my part. I'm like, I, no, that's I think not. the majority of the women on that ship would look at him as a little brother. Yes. As a child. Because he's only 18 and they've been on the boat either their lifers, they've been like it's family legacy, they've been on boats all life, or you know, so and he's just this land rat. But yeah, he's also, I remember being 20, going to a bar, and somebody told me, I'm like, he asked me how old I was. I'm like, I'm 20, how old are you? I'm 19. I'm like, you're a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the one thing I will say about the, the, um, the clothing scene. Oh yeah, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> it, that was uncomfortable. There's one point that I will say though. I we went down to uh, to get. I went down to get fitted for. He a had suit. his own little mini. And I it wasn't that there was anybody in there trying to ogle me or anything like that. That's not what I I'm was. getting at. Well, you were. I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> then I like, went. What I roll was hilarious. It is pretty cool to have a guy say, mm, "Try this one," and when it just it fits when he talks about that fitting uh-huh. it's like, damn now i know what he's talking about when when something just and it's like yeah no this is part of the clothing that i have now right like it's um, and he said if i said Woo, one more time he'd leave <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> yeah i don't want that scene where it's like okay but like <laughs> yeah but was it a half an hour long of that was whole... it oh it felt like it yeah. it was it was long it's, yeah. it's, that, it is definitely a big scene in the book. Having those conversations with each of them individually afterwards and hinting at it through most of the book, it's like, oh, my God, th- this is the whole thing in the book. Like, thinking back on the first few times I listened to it, I, I didn't realize how much this theme was the pivotal thing for book two. Like, that's... Yeah. It was like 90% of it. It was like, holy God. I was for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and it's, oh, yeah. God. But I do it, really it, like it. Got, it got annoying pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the other thing that was Sarah that I really liked as well was uh, the little test that they have. Yes. I loved, I loved well, no, not even the biscuits. This is just the, um, oh, the cookie. The clean cookie. Yeah. 
yeah, it's like Cookie's intentionally setting it up and and just to see what she would do, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and make sure that she's comfortable enough to call him out on shit. Um, yeah, which which I liked. I, I was okay Sarah's crew was really really well written, and now I think one of his other series is based off that world that Sarah came from. <laughs> I think it's a prequel. Yeah, the Shaman. So. Yeah, I haven't read that one. No, I haven't either. I've actually I've got it, but I haven't gotten around reading. I'm kind of stuck in another series. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> imagine. Um, is there another scene you want to bring up, either Chris or Ray? Um, trying to think. Me too. Well, I'll throw one out there. Um, uh, studies for studies using the wrong chapter. That's the one I was thinking of. Yes, that was funny. That was very funny. I could definitely see that happening. And that kind of started, that's what kind of started leading all of this into the whole relationship stuff was the fact that he was teased as to, well, you obviously playing footsies with the girl for, you know, whatever, instead of studying, no wonder you didn't. And, you know, he was like, I didn't mean it that way. It was just a joke or whatever. Uh, I do like the fact that they did plan to like, all right, well, we're going to get the dude back because, you know, it was kind of a, although in the end it ended up working in his favor because I think he ends up, I don't know if he finishes going for the second level or spec two, spec yeah, two or spec not. Two. Maybe he, he finishes at the second level. level. Yeah, but he's able to skip a level, which actually plays in heavily to the once again the other books. He, you know, is one of the things he teaches people. You don't have to go in order. You can you can jump all the way to the top if you think you can do it. And no, no one, well, everyone's like, I, I didn't know that was possible. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, that was one of the things. One of the other things, bringing it back to Sarah, is uh, the Welkies. This is when we're introduced to the Welkies, and they flow through the rest of the books as well. Um, And those are these little wood carvings of different animals that have a purple shell in them that's kind of like the heart. Um, And he buys them initially. He he buys ten of them initially to uh, sell and then is going to give one as a gift. And um, I think – to Brill, that's right. He was, and then Brill ends up buying one to giving to him, and he ends up never selling the rest of them. He ends up holding on to them, and throughout the rest of the series, he slowly but surely gives them out to different people who he thinks you know is deserving of them. And which goes into when he has this conversation with Sarah, how she's like, "Oh well, it, they find their owners. They will they will come to their owners." So. Which I thought is nice, especially how yeah. it goes through the rest of the series. So. Yes, because Sarah. Because Sarah has a Welkie too, and they pair, and the ones that Ishmael has are far more, like they're more uh, smoother, they're well, more well carved than hers, and the purple shell, better quality, thank you, and the shell is more purple, hers is like more of like a faded, dull, pastel y kind of purple, and she's like amazed by the ones that Ishmael has, and tells them what they are, and all this kind of stuff, yeah. Which is actually what brought her to the ship, was Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't know if it was luck or whatever but i look down and i see this little light reflecting of it and i look up and it's it's the ship's taking off and was like well maybe that's where i should be so yeah. uh i did like the banter uh of the of the uh the welky sellers uh, oh yeah so that's from the book anyway, but, um yeah uh it's uh, the <clears throat> i like how they kind of bring that in where it's like okay like does the Welkie have power or not? It's not a question. It's just a, it's, do you, do you believe if it does or not? And 
I, I'm, I like the way that they did that. It was kind of cool. It's yeah. a good line with uh, Pip, who thinks everyone is crazy for, like, believing <laughs> in mumbo-jumbo and stuff like that. And yep. then you see him wearing, like, a necklace blessed by a shaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never know. <laughs> um, one of the other things, the only other one that I had written down was um, the crocheting. Um, I like how that turned out. I like how it turned out that number one, it was a dude that was doing yeah. it and everyone kind of gave him shit until they were like, Oh no, you're selling this and, and making a lot of money and like having fun doing it. And then they start building this little include. That's how they figure out how to kind of bring Sarah out of her shell. And, and it becomes this thing that like they're making money and to the point that, you know, um, um, Oh, and then Sarah becomes an actual, you know, she's apparently a really good salesperson. Uh, it ends up making Pip and, and, uh, 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 Ishmael a ton of money, uh, which he apparently needed. He needed that infusion of cash right after he went and spent it all on clothing. So, uh, yeah, yeah. that's a cute little scene, although it took me a lot longer to figure out how to crochet than it did Sarah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a book, you know, they have to condense things a little bit. So. And she'd be used to tying knots. Yeah. Well, and I was gonna say she has literally nothing to do. Yeah. But that's true. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Once you get it, though, it's super easy. But it's getting it. So, um, I mean, that's pretty much all the vignettes that I kind of they kind of stuck out to me. I mean, there's a couple other little things here and there, but anything else anyone wants to bring up? It wasn't a really long book, and because oh. it's it's basically the go between between the first one and the third one, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that you're bringing everything, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But I literally can't tell. I thought it could have been from the first book. It could have been from the third book. Yeah. I have no idea. And it's because it's really short, too. All those those first three are really like, what, six or seven hours on yeah, pretty, Audible? Pretty they're short. really short. Yeah. The, the one I do like was uh, Sarah's introduction to Maxwell. Uh, that was huh. it's kind of a rehash of his introduction to, to Ishmael and, uh, it, you know, he picks up right where Pip left off of like Shh, not yet and walked down and was <laughs> <laughs> so oh that was kind of neat too. Um, other than that, yeah, I just this is was this the one where they kind of started figuring out that he's going for full share for each like where where they talk about him being on an in- interesting path. Yeah, they. They kind of hint at it. Yeah. Um, they haven't. I don't think they've gotten to the point yet where they okay. realize that the captain and Maxwell did the same. Yeah, they haven't brought that up yet. They haven't I think brought that's it up yet. Three. Okay. But uh, they are like, it's mainly in the bar, I think, when they talk about what he's actually going for. Yes. It's impressing people. So. Yeah. And it's not, he doesn't bring it up. It's like Bev and Brill and all that that do that. So. I'll say this too. I do like the, um, the, the conversations in the, um, in the ship of, hey, I heard you had a good night last night. And and, and he's like, well, you know, I don't want to kiss and tell. He's like, and then uh, they brought up the whole thing that, well, Al saved your ass. And what were you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guy was coming after you, and Al kicked him underneath the tape. <eah. laughs> Al's got to be one of my favorite characters, especially yeah. 
got a little especially that scene oh she is a very interesting woman and i would drink ginger ale for her (laughs) (laughs) um well, I, I, if no one has anything else to bring up, I guess we can wrap it up. Like I said, we, I knew it was going to be a short episode and kind of a short uh, review because, like we've said before, it, it really just kind of flows. Let me ask you this. Do you think – I don't know where you would break it, though. Do you think this could have been broken into the other two books and, and made two instead of three? No. I just don't know where you would do the break. I, I almost think, think it does have could, to be three. Because of that whole – getting changed in front of the girls and then they stretch that out with the conversations because it does have an effect in the third book. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he kind of needed it. It's just like, oh, could we condense it a little bit or I don't know. Just no, even not use such flowery language. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I think it was the way it was, he was describing it and it was just a little, ugh, you know, so that, and, yeah, it was like, come on, dude, you just, you want to jump them. That's all you needed to say. Like, but the way he titled them, I think, yeah, uh, you do quarter share, you might as well do half share, full share, the whole thing. So, so. I mean, you, you could jumble those first three together and just say quarter to full share. No. And then it's one book for those three. <laughs> That would definitely be on the long side. You were talking just a second ago about how long the book is. You're right. This one's only seven and a half hours. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not on the uh, on the long side. If you add them all together, you're at like twenty two ish hours, twenty three hours. Yeah, that's like, not. That yeah, it wasn't until the latter books that they started getting longer. Yeah, you're right. But this was one. his first. I think this was his first crack at it. So. Yeah, it it's good, and the way the story continues, like it's it flows really, really well. Yeah, I, it's I do like that we follow Ishmael as as long as we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's like the equivalent, you know, those beach reads. What's a beach read? You could like get into while you're reading it. It's like that, the scientific, like the science fiction version, right? Because they're so short, and you could just like yeah, hang out and burn one in a day. There's definitely not as much um, – what's the term that I used for it? Um, uh, not, not organizational. Um, uh, resource management. Resource, resource management porn. <laughs> there's not as much of that in this one as not there is. Not this one, no. I think in the, sec- in the oh, first and third one. No. Really but, bad porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so y'all were talking about how the, 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 the descriptions of the clothing kind of went on and on. Uh, and I do agree with that. I will say, though, um, he does have an interesting way of describing clothes and food like those are the man knows those two things, Uh, because anytime there's a meal, it's definitely described what cookie was making. Um, And sometimes I was just like, man, that does sound good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the latter books, when they start talking about breakfast, like the bacon and eggs and all, man, every time I listen, it's like, man, I got to go make bacon and eggs. Yeah. (laughs) So he's he, he's he's well well versed in how to uh, bring those two items. And you know what? He doesn't do it quite as much as as he does in like the um, uh, the wizard's butler, but he does it in there as well. He de- he yes. definitely describes like the clothes that he's wearing um, and what foods that he's making. So that that style definitely is uh, not just for this series that he's done. So. Um, all right, well, I guess we'll again wrap it up then. Our next book uh, will be Full Share, so we'll be finishing off this little trilogy, as it were. 
um, that was Ray's pick. Uh, originally, you had picked a different book and decided to switch it over. I still want to discuss the other book with you sometime. Uh, <laughs> that that's going to happen is if you listen to it. Okay, uh, well, that's going to be a little while because I have to finish Expeditionary Force. So I guess let's get move into what we've been reading, and I'll jump in first. I've been reading more Expeditionary Force. Um, I am up to book 12 of this series. Uh, as we record this, and it's on August 3rd in two days, I get two more credits, and I'm sure before next month I will finish books 13 and 14, which will put me at the newest one that has come out. Um Still enjoying them. I, I I would like to know if there's a definite end per se, um, but I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the uh, the the uh, the read through. So uh, it's gonna be interesting whenever I decide to get around to do a second listen on these. Because wow, <laughs> <laughs> um, you thought the Harry Potter series or or something like that was gonna be oh that's seven books I gotta go back to it. yeah that's nothing that <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, about double that. So, uh, that's literally all I've been reading. The rest of my time, I've had a lot of family stuff come up. I've gone back to I'm on contract. There's a lot of stuff going on there. I just, uh, you know, I'm listening while I'm at work, and um, I'm going back and re-listening to a bunch of old stuff, and then, like I said, trying to get the expeditionary force. So, Sean, you've been reading anything else? Uh, I'm still doing X Force as well. I'm on book eleven, but I also read the Maverick books that take place in between. So yeah. they're like. 20 hours each. Kind of yeah, thing. and we were talking so. before the show. I may have to go back and pick those up. So, yeah, they're good. They're good, yeah. and uh, especially they'll help later on in the series as well. But yeah, I just started book 11 today. Good deal. Um, oh, you and I may have to talk about that sometime. Um, <laughs> Chris, you been reading anything else? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> she goes through her list. Hang on. <laughs> So I finished uh, Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, and I am starting, which was a 27, almost 28-hour book, which that made us, uh, we finished out our badges on Audible, because I did the Mount Everest, because nice. uh, of how long it was. So then I immediately got uh, the sequel, which is um, A Wise Man's Fear, and that is like 34 hours or something like that, and then promptly bought the books at Kohl's, like... <laughs> <laughs> so now I have the books. Um, that, so I'm reading that one on Audible right now. Uh, Very finished, high fantasy. Uh, it's not your. It, I wouldn't say high. Anyways, it's good. It's not race cup of tea. Uh, then we finished um, Goblet of Fire, and I started started reading Order of the Phoenix. Yep. Then I. <laughs> Instagram's terrible. So they, there's this um, bookgram or book talk and. Forever, it's been these. It's called Ecotar, so a court of thorn and roses, and it's everywhere. You need to read this. You need to read this. So I'm like, fine, fine, I'll just read it. But I'm only gonna get the one book because they had the box set. I'm like, what if I don't like it? Then, then I only had the one, and that was it. No. Should have went for the box set. Should have went for the box set because I'm like, <laughs> <book>. <laughs> so I read A Court of Thorn and Roses. That's by Sarah J. Moss. Now I'm reading A Court of Mist and Fury, and I'm almost halfway through that one. And it is about fairies and humans and that whole conflict there. It's very interesting. It's a bit saucy. And uh, it's interesting, but it's been keeping me up really late at night. Like, I don't think I've gone to bed before 11 in the last two weeks. There's been times where I'll, I like, 
I'm trying to and I, and I look over. I'm like, the light's so still on. on. <laughs> Upstairs to sleep. I, guess. I have to force myself to go to sleep because each time I'm like, okay, after this chapter, I'm going to go. And then something happens. I'm like, damn it. I want to go to bed more. staying up late. They, they stay there. Definitely. It's got my attention. Yeah. Literary classic. So that's all I figured. That was it. Well, there you go. (laughs) What about you? What about you, Ray? Uh, I too trust the awesomeness. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I will hopefully maybe get the next book soon. Uh, (laughs) Good deal. Um. That being said, uh, I'm starting uh, a book called, uh, it's by Todd Conklin, uh, The Five Principles of Human Performance. So uh, in my new role, um, I need to understand human performance a little bit better, and I like the way that Todd Conklin goes about it. Um, He's really trying to change uh, all industries' view on safety and be like, why are we blaming humans for being humans? Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, you need to make sure that if or when we do fail, we fail in a safe state. So it's kind of cool that, uh, that, that there's a lot of companies really picking that up. And, uh, so, yeah, if you get a chance if, or if you are interested in the way that, you know, humans do things, uh, Todd Conklin is definitely a guy to listen to. Um, so, yeah, there's just actually two books that I'm trying to get through of his uh, right now. Um, but that was all the other ones that she said. And, yeah, I'm on. I'm on Spec Ops. Is that the fourth one? Uh, Black Ops is four. Black Ops. So I'm on Black Ops. Quinn's finished up finishing. Spec Ops. Finishing Spec Ops. Yeah. That's the second one. Yeah. So no, he's on the third one. Is he on the third one now? No, okay, so he is on the third one. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, I, I'm glad it was brought up, but I... <laughs> I got so much to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I, I, I don't have the credits. Um, that buy three more credits is looking really tempting right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I almost pulled the trigger on that a couple of times. See, I, I've, I've been getting these books when I have an extra credit, or if I see them on sale for like a buck or something like that. I'm like, oh, I'll get it. I'll read it later. But so I've been collecting these things for like a couple of years now. So <laughs> I, I think I've got pretty well They're all not of them. Sale anymore though. <laughs> Yeah, but there's always sales in Audible. Just yeah, just wait another week or so. And... <laughs> yes. There were a couple of them I didn't pick up because I was like, man, that's kind of far out ahead. And then I'm like, damn it, I should have picked it up. I'm already up yeah. to that point. Yeah, I didn't get them in order. If they were on sale, I got it. <laughs> gotcha. Um, what is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen? If you would please give us a five star rating on iTunes, Google Stitcher, wherever it is you listen to the show, you can always find us at epiclygeeky.com where you can find all the shows we do, including the Epically Geeky Show, Marginally Geeky, Creatively Geeky, asterisk there, uh, <laughs> and Sustainably Geeky. Um, you can find us on all the social media, at Epically Geeky as well. Where can we find you online, Sean? Um, usually screwing with Wikipedia and trying to keep my daughter from fixing it. Then, uh, yeah, Marginally Geeky here, Epically Geeky, the Mac Daddy of all geekies, and your favorite broken toy on Instagram. Chris? Uh, you can find me on all the shows you mentioned and on Instagram at Moody Midlife. We just started the Kitchen Renos on Sunday, so I'll have more updates on that. 
Okay. But it rained all day, so. Yeah. Teddy was not a day to do it. No. <laughs> what about you, Ray? Uh, usually trying to mess with uh, Sean's entries on. <laughs> You know, it's it's fun. Uh, other than that, uh, the the, the real community on Instagram, um, I hardly ever post. It's I'm on there for my own entertainment, not for yours. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's actually well put. Um, and as always, you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Chain on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.